Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. This is the Drive and Dish Podcast. There's the Drive and Dish. Quick, quick. Welcome to your total moment, my friend. To start it off, it's Kevin Rafuse and Justin Kuzart. Let's go. Clarity on when we are recording this specific podcast is going to be very important because, well, uh, the playoffs are very close now, uh, but seeding is not fully locked. First seed, fifth seed, and the sixth seed are locked. The Bucks have guaranteed themselves no less than a third seed after winning uh, last night against the Pistons. If the Celtics beat Memphis on Sunday, tomorrow for us, the Sixers are the fourth seed. Uh, if the Celtics lose to Memphis and the Sixers beat the Pistons and the Pacers, then the Celtics are the fourth seed. A lot of little jumblings going on, but it obviously matters because depending on where you end up, you might be going up against a team that you don't want to go up against. And I think everybody's kind of jockeying for position to, I don't think they'd be vocal about it, but I think everybody's jockeying for position to potentially play the Bulls in the first round. Well, everyone should be because I think the difference <laughs> between whether you get the Bulls or who else, I mean, Milwaukee's going to be two out here and they're probably going to get rewarded if the play-in goes how we think it's going to go with Brooklyn in the first round. Nothing like yeah. Kyrie, KD and Kyrie, Kyrie, KD and Kyrie Irving um, together, especially with some motivation to beat them after last season, Kyrie not playing in most of that series. So, yeah, nothing like getting your title defense on right away there on that yeah. front. Um, in terms of – so, I, I mean, it looks like Boston is – because Memphis isn't playing for anything. Like, that's the thing. And so now, again, Memphis has been really good all year, even with playing with some of their backup guys. But Memphis is locked into two in the West. They're not playing for anything. So by token of that, Boston probably should win. And if they handle their business, then they're fine. This is not even up in the air. They're going to be number three. Um, and they're going to avoid Toronto. There was some controversy about that regarding uh, – there were reports going around that two of their guys wouldn't be vaccinated. People had named Al Horford and Jalen Brown. Now, Al Horford told the Boston Globe yesterday he's fully vaccinated and ready to go. So it's not him. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what the deal is with Jalen Brown. I have no idea of his vaccination status. Obviously, that would radically shift that series if for some reason he's it's not able to go. It's crazy that that is like a new, not that it's a, a news headline. It's that that's a new angle that we have to take into account now, um, you know, for for the Raptors because they're not in the country. So this is a new angle that we have to talk about and, and potentially a weird, quote unquote, home field advantage, home court advantage type thing. And I wonder if this because this happens every year during the season, at some point we talk about expansion teams and how 
Seattle's going to get a team and and Mexico City's going to get a team or whatever. And I wonder if the NBA is looking at this like, all right, we need to chill with the maybe out of the U.S. expansion because we can't control all the rules or we can't align with all the rules, which creates a little bit of a problem for us. Well, it is a new factor. Like, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Now, the NBA's been in Canada for a long time. Obviously, the Raptors have been a thing. Right, the, right. the Grizzlies were in Vancouver for quite a bit as well. Um, I don't think this is going to slow them down. I mean, it's been it's been three straight weird season for the Raptors. The Raptors won the title, and then you have the bubble year. They were playing in Tampa last year, the Traptors. Um, and now they're, um, you know, obviously they're back up, but they, they have those restrictions in place. Now, again, for fully vaccinated teams, this is an issue. But for the looming for Boston, it looked like they would match up against them. Now it's pretty locked in that the Sixers are going to match up against them in the first round. I don't know what the deal is Matisse Tybel because I apparently he had COVID and was fully vaccinated per the NBA back earlier this year. Yeah, but now is apparently unable to go in Canada. I don't. I'm assuming was, but was it booster? Was it that he wasn't able to, or was he just a scratch for the game and they didn't clarify? They said he was ineligible because he they, okay. he was unable to make like 31K in game salary. And so if he was injured, I don't think he would just miss out on 31K in game salary for no reason. Yeah. That makes me think it's a vaccinated issue. issue. Obviously, that's a massive, massive... I mean, the Sixers are going to need all hands on decks against the Raptors. I tweeted on Twitter. Uh, I tweeted on Twitter. I'm on a roll Oof. to start this podcast. That's like an old. That's an old person thing to say. I'm just a boomer, apparently. Um, on the but, Facebook. <laughs> but I said after the uh, after the Sixers lost the Raptors this week, I said the Sixers are going to lose the Raptors in the yep. first round, and I'm already mad about it. And I guess I'm a little happier in the sense that that'll get Doc Rivers finally fired and out of my life. Um, but no, I mean. I, Listen, we're, we can get spicy with it later, but I think Toronto's going to beat the Sixers in the first round. I've been telling my buddy that, too. I mean, they just they feel like they're a hotter team right now. Um, the Sixers suck. They're the same old franchise. Like, what, what, is, what are we doing here? We're going to talk about James Harden and Ball at Fall. we got to start to okay. have some conversations a little okay. bit. Okay, that's what I was going to – I was just about to ask a James Harden comment or a question, but I will I will wait till Ball and Fall and then because, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, my buddy – I guess we can hold off, but my buddy texts me. He's like, is James Harden not a superstar anymore? And my response to him was, okay – if you if you're taking superstar as what it is, like people know who he is. So to me, he's still a superstar. Now, is the production on the court the same? I think he's more guardable now. And so I think that's a factor. I also think the rule changes are a thing that people bring up that he's not able to get the fouls that he was in the past from time to time, which is what we see in the playoffs a lot of times, too. So I think that's a level two, but we can we can go deeper dive on James Harden and balling and balling. I've been doing a deep dive. We're we're gonna have a discussion okay. later because I'm okay. not getting, I'm not getting fooled like I did with Ben Simmons again. We're gonna get out in front of oh, this early. Oh no! Oh <sighs> no! You already oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm ready. Uh, You're already right. over him. We're gonna save it for who's okay. balling, who's yeah. falling. Uh, so the Western Conference is a lot more set, obviously. Um, I mean, realistically, in the East, I don't think much is going to change. I think we kind of have the matchups that we're going to get. At that point, it comes down to the play and the four playing teams in the well, East well, Brooklyn. Well, hold on. So, my, I, I think the big question mark, if if there is any for the the Eastern Conference, is the jockeying between the Cavs and the Nets. Um, they're both at forty three wins right now for that play in tournament. Right, well, the Nets beat the Cavs last yes. night, so that yeah. obviously a massive one there. Um, we're at the point now where we've got a couple – I mean, everybody has one game left. Brooklyn's got Indiana, so if Brooklyn beats Indy, they're good. They're well, and I, bet, and I bet – so that might that might lock it in then because if the Nets have the tiebreaker to the Cavs and both of them win, if the Cavs only have one game, then both of them win, so then the Nets are seven. So Yeah, the tiebreaker is division record, um, yeah. and the Nets have a slight edge there. They're 10-6. and six. The Cavs yeah, okay. are 9-6. and six. Yeah, so there you go. Um, the Hawks are nine and seven. The Hornets are seven and eight. So yeah, if the Nets um, against their division foes respectively. So yeah, I mean, the yeah. Nets just need to handle their business. If the Nets handle their business against Indiana, who's going to be playing on a back-to-back, by the way, they've got Philly this afternoon, then they're locked in. Um, Charlotte has the Wizards at 3.30 on Sunday. Um, Cleveland, where did they go? Cleveland has Milwaukee at 3.30. That would be, by the way, insanely... Uh, disappointing for the Cavs if they end up going into the play-in tournament, uh, say even the tenth, tech, in the tenth spot. I don't think it's possible, but it's only one game. 
separating them, right? And they're two and eight in their last ten, so that would be a massive collapse. And I understand it's it's injuries and stuff like that. And we're excited; it's their first uh, what a playoff playoff appearance since LeBron. Yeah. I think that was the headline. But it's yeah, like, yeah, man, we we have we have we have really dropped low on this roller coaster I mean, right now. Well, so they were three and four for at points of the season. Yeah. And Atlanta, by the way, has Houston, so they should win. Um, Charlotte has Washington. Washington, again, has, has been playing better with KP recently and a couple of other guys getting back in the lineup. But that should be a win for Charlotte if they're going to get into the playoffs here. They have mm-hmm. to win that game, in my opinion. And so at that point, yeah, you do run the risk of the Cavs dropping all the way. Uh, the, the Cavs record-wise, um, actually, so they no, you know, the Cavs will have the tiebreaker over. They have the tiebreaker, right? But if they lose, if they lose the Bucks, they won't have it over Atlanta. I have to check it okay. what it is with Atlanta, but they could drop to nine, and if they drop to nine, um, they'll stay over the Hornets no matter what. So okay, they're not dropping good. to ten. But regardless, okay. if you drop to nine. You're running the risk of this being obviously such a great season for Cleveland. And I don't want to take that away because in me, Cleveland has just been the victim of injuries. I mean, you talk about mm-hmm. Evan Mobley's back now, thankfully, but Evan Mobley missed some time here late in the season. Jared Allen hasn't played in weeks. Um, Ricky Rubio, start, even going back to them, how he started the season was playing great for them, ended up getting hurt and moved. Um, you know, Rondo's dealt with injuries after they brought him in. Karis Levert's missed time and, and post-trade deadlines. Which is, which is wild to think that Kevin Love, for the most part, hasn't really been messing around with too many injuries and stuff. It felt like he's been readily available for most of the, the most of the season, which hasn't been the case for him in a while. No, it's been him and Garland, and even Garland's yeah. missed time. I think he missed two weeks at, at, earlier in the season at one point. Um, yeah, obviously, that's not even getting into Colin Sexton, who hasn't played the large majority of the year. So, I mean, I, it, yes, it will be a, a tough pill to swallow for sure mm-hmm. for Cleveland if they get bounced in the first round. You would hope that they would be in the 7 or 8, I should say, um, and not in this 9 or 10 situation. If they lose to Atlanta or Charlotte, it shouldn't be disappointing. And I think there should be a lot to be excited about long-term if you're Cleveland, but it's definitely going to sour it a little well, bit for sure. Yes, and, and that's the way that I would approach it. Like, if I'm a Cavs fan, it's like, man, look where we were before we were injured what we could have kept going and had. But I think there is some concern from the massive collapse. And I don't know what the angle is, whether, you know, what you want to call it. Again, I know it's a lot of injuries, but man, oh man. Everybody got hurt. That's what you have to take it as is that everybody got hurt and you have to think at full strength. Now, again, I think this is the situation where this is the first time Cleveland's played meaningful basketball, that this group other than Kevin Love has played meaningful basketball altogether. So I do think there's a little bit of a learning curve there as well. But I, again, completely ravaged by injuries. Um, they've had a couple stinkers for sure. Like they lost to Orlando this past week. Like that's a must-win game if you're Cleveland. And that very well could cost them. Because like you said, they're playing the Bucks. I know the Bucks are going to be resting people largely. Um, so yeah. there's the chance, you know, if they're able to take advantage of that, that would be obviously ideal for them. They still control their own destiny. That is the one good thing about Cleveland's situation is it's like you can get the first round or you can get that matchup with Brooklyn and then at the bare minimum, at least have a chance to defend your eight seed and go into a matchup against Miami. Yeah. Um, to me, if, if Cleveland gets out of the play and it's a massive success, I think it's going to be soured a little bit if they lose in the play in, but I don't think that should be the end of the world for them. Um, kind of mm-hmm. how I, I'm the only team of these four that it should be end of the world for if they don't make the actual playoffs is Brooklyn. If it's Brooklyn, it's a disaster. Oh, yeah. Um, well, 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 hold on. I think the Hawks can be a little bit of that too. A little bit. I don't think it's the utter absolute Brooklyn was supposed to win the title this year. I know, Justin. I know, like, I know. They're not supposed to be, but, but to be fair, Hawks were, I mean, I feel like conference finals were probably a little bit of their expectations as well, because that's essentially where they were last year. So I think the Nets and the Hawks are going to come out of the East. I guess that gets into my later point is I yeah, do think all that, should. all that said about Cleveland with their injuries, I think the Hawks are going to beat Charlotte. Um, Charlotte's been, p- been playing better recently, but I think the Hawks get it done. And then at that point against Cleveland with all their injuries, and again, just in a one-gamer, I like Trey Young. I do. I, I like Trey Young going on a heater and potentially like winning I, a, clo- a must-win closeout game. I I agree with you. I do find a little bit of concern with the road record for the Hawks being fifteen and twenty-five, where the Hornets yeah. are closer to fifty or, or five hundred fifty, f- closer to five hundred. So I think there's a level of that that may come into play 
you know, um, depending on how things go and stuff like that. But, but, but like you said, if we're, if we're putting our money on one of the players in, in those games, like obviously we're going to put our money on Trey Young. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and again, you talk about experience. Like you said, they were just right back there yeah. in the conference finals last year. Um, you know, they've been handling their business a lot more recently. Uh, what did we say? Seven and three in their last 10? Yeah. yeah. And Charlotte's yeah. been six and four in their last 10, too, to give credit. Um, but I, again, again, I trust the Hawks' experience here. Um, the Hawks have like, the. The Hawks have the hold on. Let me make sure I'm not oh, okay. One, two, three, uh, one, two, three, four. They have the fifth worst road record in the Eastern Conference, and I mean a lot of the teams that they're only above are the Wizards, Pacers, Pistons, Magic. You know what I mean? Like the Knicks and the Hornets have better road game records than them. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, well, Hornets have been playing better recently, but yeah, they have, they have, they should be winning. Um, Charlotte, again, not this is kind of the first time for all of them as well. I mean, obviously, the mellow mm-hmm. ball, it'll it'll be his first play in playoff experience. Uh, Miles Bridges, their young, he core was as well. he was cooking against the Bulls the other night. Oh, Bridges? He, no, 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 uh, ball. Oh, yeah, 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 no, he mm-hmm. was absolutely great. Unfortunately, don't get the brother matchup um, with Lonzo well, they, being done for the rest of the year. They but. did that. They 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 showed uh, Lamelo like cooking, and then they went to Lonzo, who's on the bench, and you just see him like not making any reaction. <laughs> just like you can tell, he's pissed. Well, it's a good thing. Um, it's a good thing Chicago really built up that goodwill and, and played as well as they were at the beginning of the season. Because I honestly like if Chicago was in play, and they'd be in trouble too. Like mm-hmm. we're talking about Cleveland, but um, Chicago, I, I don't think gets out of a play in. If, if it's a one-game scenario, I do. I think Atlanta is playing better ball right now. I think Brooklyn is playing better ball, um, inconsistent as they are. And I, I would even maybe take Charlotte over that. Like, if Charlotte played Cleveland, I would maybe weigh that differently right now, which feels so disrespectful. Like you said, the how well Cleveland has played all year. It's been an incredible season. I don't think we – I don't think you should lose sight of that, even if it ends on a sour note. That's what I'm saying. Obviously, if they were able to, to get the 7 or the 8 seed and go to the real playoffs – it's a success no matter what. I, I think any of these teams other than Brooklyn and, like you said, to an extent, Atlanta, Charlotte's playing with house money. If mm-hmm. Charlotte gets into the regular playoffs, you're thrilled with them. This young core took a step this year. You're, you know, you, look what you got there. Um, Atlanta, just given last year, I agree, would be a little bit of a disappointment. But I also, again, regardless of how the seeding plays out, my pick to come out of this as seven and eight will be Brooklyn and Atlanta. I think Brooklyn will be seven. I think Atlanta will be eight. I uh I agree with you. I'm with you. I uh, like I said, from just a star standpoint of uh, if you pick one player on the team, who you're putting your money on, it's obviously the Hawks. Uh, just oh. because the other guys are younger, and we just haven't seen it from somebody uh, on their team like that yet in the playoffs. Right, Hawks dealing with some injuries, but I think they'll mm-hmm. be fine. Um, all right, Western Conference again, a little more locked in overall. Phoenix is one, Memphis is two. Um, really the only two spots up for grabs are in the middle golden state mm-hmm. and Dallas are going to be playing, um, or golden state has two games left. Dallas has one game left. Um, so the golden state's in the three spot as recording this Dallas is in four, uh, golden state has San Antonio tonight in San Antonio as recording this. Um, and then golden state has new Orleans to end the season. So two pretty tough ones there. I mean, they could very well end up splitting, um, Dallas has San Antonio on the back-to-back tomorrow night on Sunday in Dallas. Um, per their division records, Dallas is uh, one game up. Well, actually, Golden State has two more division losses. Dallas is thirteen and two. Golden State is twelve and four. Um, so Dallas would take the tiebreaker in most case scenarios. Um, so Golden State basically just has to handle their business and win out, and they'll be three. Um, Dallas just needs to beat San Antonio and hope Golden State splits, and then they could be up to three, um, which obviously dropped Golden State to four. And then five and six is still up for grabs between Utah and Denver. They've each got a game left. Um, Looking at the schedule, Denver's got the Lakers. Obviously should be a win, especially now with LeBron shut down for the rest of the season. I know the Lakers won the other night, but Denver, you got to get that win even underhanded. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Utah has Portland, which again, another one, Utah, you got to get Portland. I know they, and Utah had an awful, 
awful loss last night to Phoenix, blowing that lead late. I mean, they were in complete control of that game, and they melted down. There was no way around it. And that is not – I mean, Utah's been really – it feels like they've been bleeding now for the better course of a month. That's a could have been a good way beating Phoenix going into the playoffs and securing that five seed as a way to stop it. Um, now you're looking at a matchup with Dallas potentially in the first round. Um you know, not really the end of the world. I think Utah could definitely is it, win that matchup. But is that a situation where if you're the Warriors and Mavericks and you're looking at the potential matchup of the Jazz or Nuggets, are you and maybe this is a slight, but are you more like, wow, I'd rather go up against the Jazz here? Um, I think in terms of their recency, like if I'm looking at recency, yeah, of course. I mean, the Jazz are three and seven in their last ten, and Denver has the likely MVP on their squad in Jokic. Um, mm-hmm. I think I still would rather take on Denver, knowing that Denver is shorthanded, even with Jokic's greatness, even with some of the other guys stepping up. You just know they don't have their real two and three option. Um, you wonder late, you know, unless Will Barton is going crazy. Unless Monte Morris is having a great game, Aaron Gordon's having a great game. Like it, it just feels like Jokic is going to have to dominate every single night um, to beat these teams in a seven-game series. Yeah. Utah's won playoff series before; like they have the experience. Now, for Utah, I think obviously the pressure's on for them in the sense that you know we've said this is a, a make-or-break season for them. If they don't reach the conference finals, if they don't take that step, we've seen them get to the second round now multiple times. If they're not able when they more or less gone all in to get to the conference finals and make a serious run at winning the Western Conference, which right now it doesn't look like they're going to. Uh, yeah, I think you have you ask serious questions in the offseason about do you break up Mitchell and go bear? Like, what do you do long term here? Yeah, and, and, you know, there's a good chance that the Jazz don't make it out of the first round of the playoffs. I mean, you know, depending on how it lands and, and matches up. And, and from the Nuggets Jazz standpoint, it sounds weird to say, but I think you'd rather play the Warriors than the Mavericks right now. Yeah, the Mavs are on. They've been playing really good since that Dinwiddie trade. Um, yeah. They've been defensively great all year. And it's just the Luka. It is. It's the Luka factor. Um, Luka is one of those guys who, I mean, we you know we talked about Trey Young, but Luka, not to always compare those two, but like that's a top 10 yeah. player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he gets going, he can win you a game entirely by himself. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, again, given how they're going trending into the playoffs. Like, yeah, I would probably stay away from Dallas right now. I don't think – again, I still think the conference runs through Phoenix, obviously, and Memphis to a to a lesser extent. Like, I, I don't think any of these other teams are beating Phoenix or Memphis. But uh, Dallas is playing like a three-seed. They're playing like the third-best team in the conference right now. And um, and and honestly, you know, you, you then you take it to, to 7, 8, 9, 10. And I feel like because – in the East, we have the Nets, who are obviously a very possible threat, a very serious threat. From the Western side of things, it's like, it feels like to me the play-in tournament's going to be like, okay, cool, but we're not going to see these guys in rounds two and going forward um, because they're going to have to go up against Suns or Grizzlies, and I really just don't see them beating that that team. No, but I think the intrigue is higher because I think, I mean, other than Brooklyn... They're probably better. I mean, Minnesota's yeah. really good. They've been awesome all year. Okay, long. but but they're not like. But to me, like, there's no threat in my mind, at least, of the Suns or Grizzlies losing to those guys. So you don't think, you don't think the Timberwolves can push the Grizzlies? I mean, maybe, and maybe the Clippers can push a little bit with Paul George back. Like, I but I just don't. I don't know. I feel like that's a slight on the Grizzlies saying that. Well, the Clippers, if they had been able to get Kawhi back with Paul George, that would have been a oh wow. But that would have been avoid yeah. Everybody. That would have been a similar Nets situation, like in the East. I still don't want to play the Clippers first round. Like they got Norman Powell yeah. back too. Sure. They got Paul George. Obviously, has been great since coming back. I mean, he has looked like he has not lost any bit at all. Um, good to see him healthy after that elbow injury. And so to that extent, like, yeah, I think the Clippers are a lot more dangerous. Like the Clippers are always going to play you tough no matter what. That's been their mo all year, mm-hmm. but. You add Paul George into that, and that suddenly looks like it could be a, a six-game series compared to a four or a five. Even, I mean, I don't think it's going to go seven. I think Phoenix will handle their business. I'm not worried about that element of it necessarily. Um, with Memphis, I mean, again, this is the first time Memphis is going to have a target on their back. I think Memphis I will agree. beat Minnesota, but it does feel a little disrespectful to Minnesota, who's won 46 games, potentially 47, that we're just going to write them off. I mean, 
it, it almost feels, in their case, unfair that they have to play a play-in game because they are so far ahead. I mean, they have a full 10 wins more than New yep. Orleans right now. Um, well, you're right. 12 wins more than San Antonio. And it's like there's a chance that they get bounced. Now, I don't think they're going to. I think it's probably going to be pretty chalky. The Pelicans are playing great. And I think the Pelicans will beat the Spurs in the 9-10 to matchup. Um, and I think at that point they'll lose to whoever – you know, takes this seven eight. But if you're the Timberwolves again, the, this seven eight matchup, you probably would have cruised without Paul George. But without Paul George, you run the risk of putting yourself in a one game play in where all it takes is one thing going weird, and all of a sudden you're out of it. And with the way the Pelicans are playing right now, I don't want to take two chances. I want to handle my business and get in against Memphis. And well, on and, top of that, I'd rather have Memphis than Phoenix. And I would say too, at least from the Spurs thing, is I I don't know, don't sleep on Pop to do something crazy, you know? Like I could see I could see the Spurs making making some noise at least in that play in tournament. Um, I think they could maybe beat the Pelicans. Like yeah. I, I, it would not surprise me at all. Like it, it, on a one to ten on the surprise meter, I'd be a solid like two and a half. If yeah, the Spurs be like cool. The Pelicans. But but I look, I, look, it would be so cool. And in my mind, uh, it's what I want to happen. I don't think it would, but it would be cool to see the Spurs beat the Pelicans and then beat, say, it's the Clippers or or whoever, um, in that next round. Like that would be really cool to see a ten, you know, a, a ten seed uh, essentially, you know, going into uh, the actual playoffs. Um, and if there's going to be a coach to do it, it would be pop, you know, you're so much nicer than me. I don't want the Spurs to be in the playoffs. I don't care about them. They're going to get waxed by Phoenix. But that's okay. my point is everybody's going to get waxed by Phoenix. No, Everyone's going to get no, waxed by the no, Grizzlies. The might have Paul George and they have Ty Lue coaching. They might win a game mm. or two. I, I would rather see that matchup than see the Spurs in the playoffs. I think the Suns sweep the Spurs. My my last thought is maybe maybe I'm tainted on the Timberwolves because they have been disappointing in the past, and that is why I'm not so very high on them. I think they are for a lot of people. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's that's what it is, right? It's mm-hmm. it's been a it's been a coming out year essentially when Carl Anthony Towns hits his full powers. You know, you've seen Ant Edwards continue to develop. Um, but is but is it is it a bad sign if if you're coming out party the like gets you in the play-in tournament, like not even a, not even a. No, they won forty-six games in the Western I know. Conference. Like no, no, I don't think okay. so at all. I think I'm thrilled. Now it will be a much, much more bitter end. Like if Minnesota doesn't make the real playoffs, they're going to be rightfully disappointed. I think yeah. they should be. They won forty-six games this year. I agree. I agree. Um, it, it does feel a little cruel especially given how well they played in the second half of the season. I mean, they've been one of the better teams in the NBA over the second half of the season. Yep. It feels a little cool to have them in this scenario where they could lose two games and be done just yep. like that for, like you said, a franchise that hasn't really largely had any playoffs. I mean, you've got that one year with Jimmy Butler, and then before that, you got to go back to Kevin Garnett in the 2000s when they last and, had and, playoff success. And like you said, to put it in perspective, they essentially have the same record as the Bulls, so they'd be a sixth seed in the uh, in the East. Yeah, and they're and, re- and yeah. they're playing. Lord knows they're playing a lot better than the Bulls are right now, yeah. too. Um, yeah. They're a really good basketball team, and they deserve the shot. Um, I think the Clippers have a little bit more of a shot to get upset. But here's the thing: like I could see the Clippers upsetting the Timberwolves too. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell me the Clippers could win a game right now, given how they're I agree. playing. I and agree. Very well, be seven or eight. So I could see that flip flopping. The well, they're 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 starting to turn it around. I mean, they were they're four and six in their last ten with a three game win streak. So they went through a little bit of a rough spell there for a second. But but yeah, they're they're starting to pick it up again. And obviously, gelling with Paul George. And if you have Paul George on the team, like you in a one game situation, you can get a win. No, no doubt about it. And in the grand scheme of things, though, I, I think the West will be a little more chalky than the East in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just interesting because in the West, it feels like everybody everybody in the play is trending in the right direction. Um, where in the East, though I guess it's only Cleveland, but Chicago is going to avoid the play-in, but you've got a couple teams well, towards the bottom that are definitely trending I would in say, the wrong direction. Well, I would say in the in the in the West, the Jazz Oh, Jazz are, are pro- trending in the wrong direction. Yeah. Fast. Yeah. The, the Jazz are uh, like they can still stay loud. Again, the Jazz have been good all year. And I know um, it's it's not as significant of a trending in the wrong direction, but the Warriors were at one point going to be the second seed. Yeah, you know, well, well Steph got hurt, and that's yeah. just what it all came yeah. down to. It was like when Steph got hurt, it changed everything. Agreed. Especially when they were just coming off the Draymond injury, it finally looked like they were going to be healthy. But yeah, no let up there, unfortunately. 
Welcome, everybody, to the Driving Edge NBA podcast. My name is Kevin Rafe. Joining me, as always, my co-host, Justin Kuzart. <laughs> I got it. Oh, where did, oh, I, I just X'd out of my tweet. <laughs> All right, that's fine, because we're half hour into the episode. We got a lot going on, so apparently we're not. We have no tweets today. It's oh, that was, it was a good one, too, man. Oh, well, whatever. That's a shame. Uh, Either you want way. to just guess a random NBA player for your sake? It was Montrez Harrell, so. Okay, all right. Well, I, I probably wasn't going to guess Montrez Harrell, so. Um, I don't know where it went, but either way, yeah. So, um, obviously, we just talked playing a little bit. We'll have playing coming up. Um, and then our next episode, after the play-in, we're going to record. Uh, we'll be the full first-round preview as we get the series figured out um, and what the seeding, you know, actually looks like. So, we'll break down a little more X's and O's. Then we'll have our playoff bracket, all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to rip some more Top Shot packs here, too, in a little bit. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, got who's balling, who's falling as well coming up here in a second. In the meantime, leave us a review on iTunes, good or bad. We'll read them on the podcast. If you're not an Apple user, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spreaker, Spotify, Player FM, TuneIn, Amazon Music, anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. And follow us on YouTube. We have a YouTube page, and we have 35 subscribers. Humble brag. Um, and we're looking for number 36. So if you want to be 36, find us. Just search uh, Driving Dish NBA on YouTube. You can watch a video version of us recording this exact thing. That's right. Get Rasheed Wallace, get Marcus Smart. And now a word from our sponsors. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It is time for, for Who's Ballin' and Who's Fallin' on the Drive and Dish podcast. For me, it is Luca. He is uh, finishing fourth in the regular season, averaging 28.5 points per game. Uh, he is leading the Mavericks to their first 50-plus win season since 2014, uh, as well as being top five in points and assists per game. Uh but I also wanted to bring up that Luca got teed up in between quarters the other night, which is officially his 16th technical of the season, which means he is uh, suspended for Sunday's season finale, which I guess we actually probably could have brought up talking about seating uh, because he was uh, upset that he got undercut during a, uh, a buzzer beating heave type shot. So, um, you know, he, he should have been upset about that call. He's a hundred percent. Right. Um, yeah. But Lucas got cut that out. He's been doing, he, and he's mentioned it a little bit, but like that is the one thing. It's like, yo, Luca whines all the time to the referees, like all the time, nonstop complaining. And it is, it, it gets to a point where, yeah, you can't be getting teed up and missing meaningful games. Like, ask Draymond Green about what happens when you get teed up and miss meaningful games. Right. You don't need this carrying over in a, into a playing situation. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and it kind of, is in a little bit in a way going to affect and could affect the seating. So him being out for the last game, uh, you know, sucks, but it's better than being out for like the first game of the playoffs or something like you were oh, yeah. alluding I mean, to. So. Again, right. He's not missing playoff basketball, so it could be a lot worse, but don't put yourself in a position where you could potentially miss playoff basketball. Like, yes, I get it. Like you got it. Everybody games, the refs, but Luca has a, a large amount of technical fouls. It's not like this is some situation where all, a bunch of other random guys are right there with him. Like he is significantly right. higher um, than a lot of other stars on the list. 
Uh, all right, balling for me is Isaiah Thomas. And shout out to Adam Himmelsbach uh, on Twitter, Boston Globe writer covering the Celtics for uh, tipping me to this. Um, so this is a two-part story. There's a woman named Kelly Bales on Twitter. Okay. Uh, and she tweeted, it's the final countdown two days before I see Isaiah Thomas play the Bulls. Do you know how hard it is to find a good seat when you are only buying one ticket? UGG in all capitals. Hashtag slow grind. Hashtag six-hour drive to see IT play. So this is on April 6th. She tweeted that at 11.19 in the morning. A follow-up tweet later that night. My life is complete. Not only did Isaiah Thomas give me seats for tonight's game, he stopped warm-ups to take a picture with me. Thank you, IT, for a great night. Wow. Uh, Kelly is there in a Celtics Isaiah Thomas jersey. IT is fully donned in Hornets uh, warm-up gear. Uh, with Kelly hooking it up, um, <laughs> super solid move by Isaiah Thomas. Uh, glad to see him back in the league, and again playing meaningful basketball for the Hornets right now. Um, it, you know their record has been great since they brought him in. Uh, obviously, you know it kind of a, a bit of a tragedy in the way that injuries you know hit there, but um, he's always seemed to have been a solid guy off the court. And this is just another example of that. So shout out to Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, it's cool to see uh, you know players doing that kind of stuff because I I feel like there's a um, there's a feeling of because there's their ba- basketball players and stuff like that. They won't see our tweets for good or bad. Sometimes it's bad, aka KD KD situation. But it is uh, it is still cool to see. And obviously, it back is is fun to to have. And I know he's a he's a fan favorite for a lot. So it's cool. Um, over to falling. My fallen is going to be uh, a quote from Andrew Bogut. Did you see this? Oh, God. Oh, no. Okay. Uh-oh. uh-oh. Here's what he said. Is it about hoops or is it about politics? Oh, no. It's not about politics. It's hoop. I promise. They both could be a little suspect. He is. He is very. Uh, he likes to tweet about politics. Yes, you're not wrong. Um, uh, no, his, uh, his tweet is or his quote that is uh, from an interview. He said one thing that was crazy about that run talking about the uh, the Warriors is the stuff that I used to get a, get away with screening. I knew if I was in Milwaukee and I said a foul, I'd be out and fouled out in the first quarter. But I could literally clothesline close someone off the next pin down in Golden State and not have it called. He said, I knew once Steph or Clay got hot, the rest would be in the moment as well. I could literally throw a clothesline and they wouldn't call it. I know Clay just hit a three. Uh, hit three threes in a row. The crowd would be on their feet, getting as loud as they could. I could punch somebody in the face on the screen, knock them out, and they wouldn't call it. <laughs> I mean, is he wrong? <laughs> He's not wrong. And literally, when I when I was reading uh, the Reddit thread about this, everyone's like, "We know. Thank oh. you." <laughs> <laughs> we know. Every every clip you see Steph turning around, shimmying, and you see Andrew Bogut just laying somebody out. Yep, he said when I got traded to Dallas to set those same screens, I'd be fouled out in the first quarter. It was crazy the stuff I used to get away with there. I mean, look, say hey, Steph and Clay Thompson, they cover up a lot and they help a lot of people, and Andrew Bogut was one of them. So uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm falling on that one, but I feel you. Um, falling is the refs on that one. <laughs> yeah, the, well, yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, here we are, Justin. Are oh, we ready? No. I mean, yeah, is Mr. James Harden. We're here. It's time to have a conversation. Um, It's namely because so it's namely just because of his shooting. His shooting has been horrendous. I mean, other than a nine of 17 game against Milwaukee, uh, which is a good sign. That'd be the one where you'd want him to get hot. I mean, two of 11 against the Suns back on uh, March 27th. 4 of 15 against the Pistons on the 31st, 4 of 10 against the Hornets, 4 of 13 against the Cavs, 4 of 10 against the Pacers, 3 of 12 against the Raptors. So Harden's assist and Harden's passing is still elite. And I think that's the one thing you have to be encouraged about is that Harden's in double-digit assists mm-hmm. for all of the last four games and like a solid, like 13, 10, 14. I mean, he had 15 assists against the Raptors. So in that sense, Harden's ability to run the pure point is there. I think a hundred percent like, but I, 
It is. He's going to have to evolve his game a little bit. The first step is not there. And that, and that to me, it's not even the contact thing and the call thing. I think he's adjusted well enough to that. It's yeah. the fact that he's not blown by defenders and able to finish at the rim anymore. Like that's where I'm concerned is every time he takes a first step, it just looks like he's slower. I think this is all a part of the hamstring injury. I mean, I think we saw it in Brooklyn mm. earlier this year. It's been lingering for a little bit, which I mean, hamstring injuries are notoriously difficult to rehab and, and come back from ironically, the comparisons are all going to Chris Paul right now because that was the same situation at Chris Paul at the end of his Houston tenure. And so if you're, you know, glass half full guy, you go, well, Chris Paul really, uh, you know, changed the way he took care of his body. And now he's playing absolutely phenomenal basketball in Phoenix. He's, you know, he's got a chance to go out and win a title this year. It's been everything you hope that adjustment would be. Um, and even the, the year in OKC, Chris Paul was phenomenal. Yeah. I think Harden's going to have to adjust a little bit this year. Now, Harden is so supremely gifted that, like, I'm not about to just rule it out or anything like that. Like, he has that ability to do it. And I think there are a lot of things. Like we said, his vision is elite. He's consistently getting Sixers players good looks. Like, he's well at running the offense. But in terms of the usage rate, like, he has such a high usage rate right now. I'm at the point where I'm giving it to Tyrese Maxey. Like, I'm letting Maxey go crazy. I think Harden should be looking to facilitate um, because it is. The shot's not falling, and that's massively concerning um, for a team that needs him because they're so top-heavy to be that that number three guy. Like, when when Harden, Maxey, and Embiid all score over 30, the Sixers aren't losing to anybody. But the reality is is we're now at a massive sample game size since coming over where – it hasn't quite been there on the offensive front. I think for the Sixers, you got to be thrilled right now that you got an option for next year. That option okay. for next, I'm not suggesting they do anything radical in the in the meantime. Like you're going to pick up that option, but I am very grateful, and, and I hope this ages poorly. Like I will, I really, really <laughs> hope this ages poorly. I'm thankful that I don't have to give the Harden contract out because that looks like it's going to age badly right this second, the way mm-hmm. his offensive game is going. He does – he right this second, James Harden does not look like a top-10 player. I think he's probably closer to the 15-20 range. Now, off James Harden is still giving you 20 and 10. Like, I, I do think there should be some, like – Context there, yeah. Yeah, th- this is a situation where he's just going to be outright actively bad. But in terms of it limiting the Sixers, yeah, that's going to be a problem. Because right now, like I said, I think they're losing to Toronto. I think they're losing to Toronto in a six or seven game series, Um, which, again, here we go again into the offseason. They're going to have to hope they get it right. And and Maury, this is the first one Maury's going to have full control. I think when they fire Doc Rivers, that'll be a great start because, I mean, they're winning in spite of Doc Rivers at this point. Mm. But yeah, you know, that that's the little victory I got. Like, if you're the, look at what the situations are, the Sixers traded for James Harden. The Raptors are in a rebuilding year, sort of. Yeah, the Raptors are in on like this, like little upswing. I guess little might be a bad term, but on an upswing type vibe, uh, where you know they're still. I don't think the word's recovering, but they lost Kawhi, so they're they're recovering in a way where I, the Sixers are this team that's like it's win or bust feel around here okay and this so is, this is fully my belief and not justin's belief and so i'm gonna i'm gonna uh-oh. open myself up to the flack here i also think it's just more annoying to lose to raptors because raptors twitter is the most insufferable annoying twitter group in the NBA. oh no it's not even close to me raptors uh, twitter is borderline cancer and i'm gonna get canceled for that oh, and i'm gonna yeah. probably get my mentions flooded but like oh my god like it's just so, and I follow some great, genuine Raptors writers, and I'll and I'll shout some of them out because, like, I like Raptors. The team, the people that cover the Raptors are great, largely. Like they're and they're playing great basketball, but like, oh, their fans are just a lot on Twitter. Sometimes I don't. It's I really, to- it's really toxic. A lot. See, I, I. I get what you're saying, but honestly, I have fun when Raptors fans go back and forth with me. I don't have fun when it's like Laker fans or Warrior fans for whatever well, reason. It's well, different. Most Lakers fans and Warriors fans, I mean, a lot of times I haven't taken them seriously because they haven't existed for that long. Like, I guess it just depends at what angle they're attacking me from. Like, I can tell. So, like, with I Raptors, real- fans, Raptors fans, to their credit, they're real fans. Like, I'm, I would never suggest that. There's nobody banned well, but, in the Raptors. Okay, right I guess now. my point is, like, so so the other day I put out a tweet about uh, just a little fun, like, Sixers-biased tweet about Joel Embiid and Giannis being double-teamed, like, a ton percentage of the time they have the ball. Mm-hmm. 
Jokic isn't top 20. So I just put it out there as like a little fun. Hey, this is why Embiid should be considered the MVP. You know, like and I, nothing serious. And one guy's response back was Jokic's ability to pass keeps the defenses humble and some other stuff. You know, he's like, but when he is double teamed, he does great. And I responded. I was like, honestly, love the uh, passing. Keeps him humble. My thinking is just from the Embiid side of things is he's scoring more and he's double teamed. So that's an easy check on the Embiid side of things in this argument. And and that was the conversation. Whereas I feel like if it's with Laker fans or if it's with like a Warriors fan, after that, they're like coming from my mom and being like, your mom uh, sucks and does this. And it's just like, whoa, where did what? Or they're looking through old photos of me on social media and trying to call me out for shit. It's like, whoa. My block what? button stays active. Like, let me be as clear oh, yeah. as possible. Like, if you're disrespectful, my block button is active. Like, I have zero, zero. If you, if you come at me, like, cursing <laughs> or something like that right away or, or just going too far, like, no. It's like, over. It's, yeah, you're done. Social media. Like, you don't get the right to just talk all wild and reckless. I think with fan bases like that, I can tell who are real fans and who are not. Sure. Who are jokes and who are not. Like, so that, that's my point is where it's like, if it's coming from a real fan, I don't care. And like, to that extent to the counterpoint, the Embiid Jokic debate has been insufferable, including from Embiid stands. Like I mm-hmm. love Drew Hanlon. He's really made Joel Embiid a great basketball player. I'm so tired of him putting up propaganda every single day for MVP and, and basically framing it in that Jokic stinks and that he's not good. Like, yeah. no, both of these guys are awesome. You can enjoy both of them and the both opinions are not ridiculous if you think either one of them are the MVP. I said on this podcast last week, you know me, I would love Embiid to win MVP. I think it was just the MVP. That debate has really, really just gotten annoying and toxic. And like, and it's kind of the greater like eye test versus quote unquote stats boys debate. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, the answer is as always is probably somewhere in the middle, but everybody's just dug into their camps because this is Twitter. I agree. So I, I, will had, say, you know, I will say to Raptors Twitter that calling James Harden Brick Ross is hilarious. Brick Ross. Like it makes me I laugh like every that. time. I'm I do sorry. like that. That is funny. That's good. That's, uh, that, I can get behind that. All right. We are back again, though. It, it is time. NBA Top Shotas Round 3. Uh, mm-hmm, we got mm-hmm. multiple packs this time around. Uh, follow Justin on NBA Top Shot. It's Squeaky9000. Uh, that is his profile. So you can see everything that we've opened so far. Um, we've done a couple episodes now, so go back and check them out. Obviously, yeah, we the got a from last time the extra mm-hmm. spice with Steph Curry. Yeah, we got a we got a really good Steph Curry card. Um, I think when we were talking about it, we thought the value would be somewhere around ninety bucks um, because there were some people trying to undercut the sell. Uh, I ended up selling it for eighty five, which I'll still take as a massive win since the pack was nineteen dollars to begin with. Those damn undercutters. You got it. You know it is. It it is how it is. So this pack uh, is in collab with Clay Thompson, as you can see on the uh, video for people watching on YouTube. It is called the Game Recognized Game uh, Pack. We've got two of them to open here. It's moments from players with epic NBA comeback stories. Okay. Um, it dropped on April seventh. So the idea is they're handpicked and narrated by Clay Thompson. Um, you know, it features Draymond, Derek Rose, uh, Zach Levine, Boogie Cousins, Gordon Hayward, stuff like that. So we got stars um, here. There's not going to be any, like, random regular well, players. that's it. If we get the main parts of the pack, there's still some of the common ones and stuff like oh, that. Okay. But, yeah, but it's uh, also worth mentioning as a part of the partnership with Clay, uh, they teamed up with uh, his uh, family foundation, uh, which I believe is called 941 Project. Uh, so, you know, some of the money going towards a, a good cause as cool. we uh, are delinquents here. So um makes us feel a little bit is better this about delinquency? it. I don't know, man. If, if I feel like putting money towards things that nobody's fully confident in might be a little bit, a little bit like that. It's like betting in a way. So kind of. Oh, no. Betting is way more like legitimized at this point. <laughs> That's fair. Honestly, I mean, betting I can't is, wait. Betting is legal in most states. I was telling a coworker, I cannot wait for it to be legal because the second it's legal in Florida, our sports station, I am doing a weekend show. I'm doing an hour betting show on that and NFTs. And we'll talk top shot. And we'll, you know, like I want an hour. Give me an hour. Just give me talent fee. Let's go. Like, I would love that so much. So. 
we will uh, need the state to get on board with that a little yeah. bit first. Let's go Florida. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I, I do have the volume up for this one because I feel like when you do the open, there's a really cool audio and we haven't been doing that in the past. We're going to test it out this time. I'm going to try to like bounce between having it on and off. This could be an utter, utter, utter mistake, but oh, we're going to we're going to go for out. it. All right. Let's go for the first pack. Oh, I actually don't have the audio on. I should probably do that. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Four moments. Uh, Four moments. All right. Let's see if we get any of the... dropping bars or what? No, not dropping bars. I promise you that. Got nothing? Oh, that one looks a little brighter. Look at that one pulsing. Okay. That middle one's the one we want here. Let's see if we got another one. Nope. Okay. So one. All right. Let me pause. We don't need the music right now. That lasted all of 10 seconds. That beat was kind of hard. I mean, nobody wants to hear it, but... Uh, okay, I mean, so we got... Give me, give me another half hour. I'll have a screen <laughs> ready or something. Right. So we got three. We obviously have four. Three on the top, one at the bottom. The one in the middle of the three on the top, that's yeah, the one yeah, that's our... That one. That's our that last, last open. Sure. That that shadow under the uh, the reveal box is, is glowing and pulsing. So that's our one. So where do you want to start? Right, left, or bottom? Uh, we've been starting left a lot. Let's start right this time. Let's go right first. All right, let's do it. Looks All like right. it is a common Hawks. All right, Clint Capella. Oh, okay. A block on the Hornets. All right. Dang, that was dirty. Is that pump? Who, who, who do you block? Oubre. 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 Oh, okay, okay, okay. I couldn't see a name. Yeah, so, I mean, and not the greatest. Did he have blonde hair there? Can you run that back for a sec? Not, he not did. Oubre. Did Capella have the blonde streak? Oh, no, no, no. Oubre had the blonde. No, I know Oubre did, but did Capella have that Oh, highlight? yeah. Yeah, he's got the little, oh, like, highlight. Yeah, a little, yeah. little blonde on blondish violence. <laughs> I like that. Um, obviously, the, uh, the, the, the number is not great. It's uh, 48,000 out of 60,000, so, you know, it, uh, it is what it is, so. Uh, I think that's my first block that I have in the card in the pack, though. Okay. All like right. if I were, like I told you, if I were to get cards, I want dunks and blocks. Those did feel you, like. Did you have Dwight Powell? Did he have the block? Did any of the block, or is that just the the dunking transition? I think it was a. I think it was a steal and then okay. a dunk. I right, think that makes sense. I I do remember what you're talking about, but I think I think it was a steal and then a dunk. So all right. You want to go far left or bottom? No, nah, let's do far left. Far left, it is. Bucks, assist. All right, Wes Matthews. Yep. Ooh, Ooh, behind the back assist. Ooh. That looks like more importantly, and <laughs> finish. That bat yeah, that that finish looks like he could have hurt his back pretty well there for Boogie. Yeah, that's a shame the Bucks didn't keep Boogie. I know. So many other teams didn't go get Boogie. Oh, that celebration at the end there, though. You like that? A <laughs> little like, like strongman nice. celebration. Right, that was that, from just that was from uh, December 31st of 2021. Both of these from 2021, so the beginning of the year here. So what's that under it right now? See? Oh, yeah. Okay. Actually, we're looking good here. So this is uh, is the first, the player. So this is Wes Matthews' first available moment on Top Shot. This oh, moment. Okay. All right. And, and on top of that, the number is pretty low. You see that 3,000 yeah. out of, out of 12,000. So that's... That's a that's a decent move there. All right. Well, welcome to Top Shot, Wes Matthews. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we got uh, this yeah, one. We'll do the bottom, bottom one, right? Good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bottom before the good one. So we do one more. Grizz. Oh, three pointer. Jaw. No, it was Conchar. Oh, was it? Okay. I didn't see the name. Nice ball movement, though. I'll say that. Little corner through it. Well, not corner. Oh, the block too for the uh, end of the. Corner. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was coming. Few seconds down. left, that, like three seconds or something. Yeah, it looked like it. So it was. Who are they? Uh, oh, here we go. There we go. Yeah. Oh, first one for him too. First one for him too. The 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 number the number isn't the greatest. This I guess it's a. I keep wanting to say serial number, but I don't know if that's right. Um, but that's a good. I mean, that's it's a, kind of a serial number. Yeah, they're all series three. Uh, for anybody interested in that part of the things, here we go. Yeah, January 13th of 2022. That's the like most new one that we've gotten so far. It was against the Timberwolves. Okay. They yeah. won that game, obviously. All right, so you got Wesley Matthews' debut. You got John Conchar's debut. Mm-hmm. All right. And now... Time. Here we go. Now for the big one. You want to turn the music back on? Or you I don't know. Like... I don't know. All right, here you go. I don't know. I don't Oscar know. I'm, I'm scared. Okay. A dunk? 
Is it Boogie? Oh, you got Boogie. Oh, you got Boogie on the uh, Nets or Nuggets now. Okay. Ooh, put back dunk. Strong. Yeah, nobody, nobody marked him. What yeah, you gotta, you gotta box there. out. What are you doing? Okay. Game recognized game. That's awesome. Dunk from February 26th of 2022. That's nice. What I'm wondering right, so is, oh, no, and Boogie that's real dunk. That's that's number six eighty eight out of ten thousand. Yeah, it's a good serial number. And that's a good the, serial cause number because the game recognized game. That means it's like a um. Well, like that's a, a part of like a limited a, set, right? Or like a collection. a collection. Yeah, a collection, a set that that people, you know, not me because I don't do that part of this. Uh, will try to get. So then, from my angle, is I can now sell that to somebody who didn't get the cousin one in that pack who wants to create that. You know All what right, I mean? So your top four right now, rank these for you. What are you most excited about? Definitely the boogie one. The boogie uh-huh. one's probably number one. That one should at least, well, I'd have to look up how much they're going for right now, but that one should get me hopefully some cash there. Uh, and then probably Wes Matthews. No, uh, no hate on John, but I think he's a lesser known name, obviously, compared to Wes Matthews. So I think from like a casual NBA fan, people would be more willing or more potential to buy a Wes the Matthews. Matthews pass was slicker too. Like, yeah. like the ball movement was good for the Grizzlies, but yeah. that Wes Matthews pass was slick. And Boogie finished through contact, so you got the double whammy there. Yeah, but um, getting I to like, I like the Capella one more than the Conchar one too, honestly. Yeah, the Capella one's good. Uh, the problem is, is so it's it's just a common like there's nothing to it, and the the. The serial number is pretty high, so. Oh, I'm just talking about the actual play itself. Oh, yeah. You got you got the, the in terms of the value. I'm looking <laughs> yeah. at it from the. I'm yeah. ranking the actual play That's perspective. Fair. That's fair, and obviously getting two of the uh, the the top shot moment things. Uh, first top shot moment, which is good. So, uh, we'll move on to the next pack. Let me hold on. I'll turn back on the music if we want to do that. Open your pack. See if it does it. They really need to fade out that the crowd cheering a little more. Yeah. <laughs> like, I let it let it fade a little longer. All right, we can turn off the music too because I don't know if it's easy to hear us while doing that or not. That's only it's the same one. Ascent. You think they'll have? Uh, you think they have at least three generic tracks by now? It's the NBA. I oh, we got two, three. Oh, okay. So we have two. We've got two. Apparently, a little bit better than common cards. All right, we got to start at the bottom then. Let's start. At the, start with at the, the bottom, bottom one? one. All right, so, this pack two, by the way. I don't know if we said that. Oh, we got a Grizzlies dunk. All right, here we go. We got Is Tillman. That... Okay, oh, we got he got off. That's on and too. Yeah, that's an and. Yep. Oh, that's a nice one. Let's see what it uh, says. Tillman realizes the significance of finishing strong despite the challenge at the rim. Big man presents himself as a target. Oh, okay. Well, six points that game. That's actually that's the same game as your uh, contract moment. Is this the exact same game? Yeah, no, same June thirteenth. Wolves, yeah. Nice. Okay, and I mean the the serial number is not the greatest, but that's okay. That's a good dunk. It's the like lower that. half, so that's good. Yeah, but you know, you know how. It I'm is. trying to find some positive. For you, <laughs> All right, here's a, let's open this one on the left here. Jump shot for the. All right, so we got Coos. Ooh, nice little fadeaway. Boom, fadeaway. Nice shot, little jump shot, mid-range. The mid-range game is not dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Falling away, ants in a win, most importantly. I think mm-hmm. I, that's an underrated element, too, getting a win. I think that very high serial number, though. Very, very high serial number. Yeah, you're probably holding on to that Coos <laughs> one for a little bit. Honestly, so, that footwork. so there's something else you can do, right? You can trade in your moments for uh tickets right and then if you have a certain amount of tickets sometimes that can buy you packs oh, so you, okay so but you have to you have to weigh the value like if i can get four or five dollars for this kuzma moment then maybe it's not worth it to trade it in for a ticket as much as it is you know to sell it for some cash so that is kind of the level that you have to deal with so now we have out of the four here we have two that i think are going to be a little bit of a better value so, which one do you want to start with, middle or far right? Oh, man. I feel like we should end with far right because the middle was the, the good one last mm-hmm. time. So, let's keep going with the middle and see what happens here because both of them are good, like you said. Oh, my God. I'm nervous. All right. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Spurs. Assist. Number 50 is low. Jock oh. Nice little uh, back door. Yeah, no look. Little back door reverse layup. I like it. 
You said it was low. I, I didn't see the yeah. I didn't see the. Uh... Oh, that was a big oh, win. Oh, poor. Low. Sorry, your land. Oh, no, cereal was no was low. It was like seven fifty or something like that. Oh yeah, seven fifty. Oh, and there's okay, another so one too. Uh, rookie. So it means okay. So he there's different rookie badges that you can get. So mm-hmm. this this one specifically quali- qualifies for all three rookie badges that you can get in Top Shot. So what this is a good card, and obviously his first. Badges? I'm um. That's a great question. I forget the forget the actual thing. I wish I could click on this and show you. I um, thought it w- that's what I kind of thought. I, I didn't know if it would have the like, it, description under it. It doesn't. Uh, it just says that like because there's ones that could be like it's there because I think obviously this one says it's, it's the uh, first available Top Shot moment for him too, which is cool, and it's a low number. Listen, Jock, you want to hit me up for this card? Five hundred bucks. <laughs> Could you imagine NBA players buying top shots of their own moments? And well, they I'm might. Sure why not? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like Clay, why wouldn't Clay want to own all of his, you know, OG top shot moments? I think that's kind of cool. I love when NBA players get memorabilia cards of their own memorabilia. It just cracks me up. It's like, <laughs> well, you know, you had this, right? Right. Just take your own photo and then sign it and you have your own money. You know what I mean? Like, you want to go on a trip? Take 10 photos of yourself, sign it and sell them online. And then you can go you can go to the Bahamas or something. It's like, oh, man, here's my NBA patch for my jersey. It's like, fam, you had the jersey. Yeah, yeah it was literally your jersey. Uh, all right. Last but not least. All right. Let's do it. Oh, my God. I'm nervous. The Hornets, a dunk for Hayward. Hayward. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, it was contested, too. That was nice. He can still get up? Yeah. That was really nice. Contested layup shot. So he's obviously part of the... I wonder if this is one of the um, moments because, you know, he's definitely a comeback player that was on that list of people. Yes, it is. Game recognized game. There it is. Nice. One point win. In October of this year. It's not... Ah, that's pretty low-ish. Eh. Ten thousand? Yeah. I was like, wait, I was like, are we reading the same thing? It's not that low. So, all right. So, let's go back and we'll 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 pick some of the lowest cereal goes to Boogie. Okay. Which obviously makes sense. A notable pool. Fifty. So that's pretty low. Yeah, six eighty eight right there. Um, Got two of the thirteen game recognized games. So that's cool. That's two. What I'll have to. What I wonder is the uh, the interest in it, right? Like, I wonder how much interest is on those cards right now. So, like, if I were to pay, well, let's do Boogie because he was the best card out of uh, 688 on the serial number. So, like, let's say I was going to place this item for sale or this moment for sale. Let's see what he's going for right now. So, number four serial was listed at 475. I don't understand how there's two 75s. That's confusing. Um, let's yeah, do, I d- yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that. Lowest price. So there, I mean, well, look. The lowest one was ten dollars. If so lowest is ten, yeah. And so for some perspective, you pay nineteen dollars for this pack. For the whole pack, so, yes. So if it's a strictly financial thing, you more or less can make it right back, right yeah. there with just that. Easily, I mean, look, this. So five eighty-eight, right? That's a hundred less than mine, and he listed at nineteen. Right. So I'll probably list at nineteen and see what happens. There it is. Let's see if we get a live transaction. Oh, that'd be wild, right? Oh, well, those are latest sales, actually. I should have looked over here. Lowest cereal. Let's see. Hold on. You know, some of these are even at 20. I probably could have listed a little higher, but we'll, well you see. Can cancel it. Nah, we'll undercut. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to help you get these two bucks, but... Man. Listen, we're trying to undercut here, man. It's, a, it's, it's rough out here, dude, you know? Marcus Cousins, we hardly knew the... Uh, well, listen, you know I'm in this more for the fun of flipping it and doing the, the fun stuff of flipping the moments and stuff like that. That's why I enjoy this. You know, I'm not in it to feel like I'm collecting as much as uh, as much as some are. So, like, let's see. Uh, You're up to 35, though. So, people can, and again, if you want to bid, bid on Justin, any of these that Justin and I open on the pot, I don't know if that will increase the value or anything like that. But you can say, hey, they open it on the Driving Dish NBA podcast. That and we can we – can, uh, we can work like you can gift things like we could work out a thing where we send a gift to a listener that's into top shot. You know what I mean? Like oh, there's a card I don't want. Yeah, we can we can we can work on that. Uh, I'm worried this is not going to be. OK, OK, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> we might be all right. So what low? He's at 750. So let's 
see where we're at on this one. Just a casual thirteen hundred dollars for the oh my number God. one. How nice would that be, right? So seven fifty three is lifted listed at forty three right now. But this guy, so I'm thinking I go thirty. I think I go thirty, thirty-seven, with him. Because forty-eight, I could probably do forty-eight, but I don't think Either it would way, go. As like, well. yeah, that, that's you're gonna get plenty of value yeah. there. So. We'll put him at thirty-seven. Well, let's do thirty-six, just because I'm feeling generous. <laughs> we'll do thirty-six, and obviously, we'll keep you updated on all the uh, on the stuff we do on the top. Yeah, and, stuff. and we'll get back to you. Let us know what you think. Um, let us know your favorite poll of the week. Um, we'll mm-hmm. be back again with more of the. We don't really have dates for when we do these. It just kind of is out of packs. Come and well, so go. yeah. I mean, they do m- almost every Thursday. I feel like at this point, I've noticed that they do a drop. Uh, and if somebody's more of a top shotter than I am, that they'll either know that's true or not. Um, still pretty new to the game. But the other problem is if you're not in line for them right off the rip there's oh, limited right packs right. you don't get them sometimes so i try but it drops at like thursday at like 3 30 okay so like prime work time prime i'm in the weeds of it at work so there's yeah. a good chance i miss it uh, or i'm in a meeting or something looking at my phone trying to buy these things you know what i mean like so it, it happens but um the more I can get, the more we will do it for sure. Yeah, no, 100%. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Driving Dish NBA podcast. Appreciate you guys as always. Happy play in games. Uh, we will be back as soon as the play in games are over with a full first round preview. So stay tuned for that coming up. In the meantime, leave us a review on iTunes, good or bad, or read them on the podcast. If you're not an Apple user, Google Play Store, Spreaker, Spotify, Stitch in, Stitcher, <laughs> Tune in, uh, Player FM, Amazon Music. Anywhere you find a podcast, you can find us. Yep, and follow us on YouTube. Obviously, it is where we do a video version of the podcast. So from the pack rip side of things, you can watch the moments that we're opening as we open them. Uh, just search Driving Dish NBA on YouTube. And maybe one day when Florida gets on board and we can live uh, legally sports bet, uh, we'll do some video stuff of that as well. But until then, we are SOL. I think we've done enough dancing for today. So why don't we dance Wednesday? See you, star side. Okay, well, I'm out of here. All right, all right. I think they get the point. <laughs> <laughs>